This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown. I'm Alex Smythe, in for Dave Brown. We're happy to have Amy Amanti join us for her commentary on the upcoming crime, uh, the crime comedy film, The Comeback Trail. Amy is also the host of the AMI original podcast called Accessing Art with Amy, and she joins us from Vancouver. Hey, Amy, how's it going? Oh, good morning, Alex. Nice to be in the space with you. Yeah, same with you. It's, I'm, I'm excited to talk movies. I, I'm, I'm always a big fan. So you are talking about the comeback trail. So can you give us a brief synopsis of the film, what it's about? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so we're looking at a film that is set in the 1970s. We've got two movie producers um, who are, uh, let's say, in big debt. They haven't really produced a fantastic movie and so they go to a loan shark to uh, get the funding to produce their movies and um that as you can imagine doesn't pan out so well uh and these film uh, these film producers have a script that uh, is near and dear to their heart and they actually meet a third producer who comes into some money accidentally um by uh one of their lead actors dying on set and so all of a sudden the plot unfolds and how these ne'er-do-well film producers can recoup some of their money and maybe finance their next film. Okay, I'm I'm hooked. Just on, on that uh, a brief synopsis, I, I'm, I'm in. I, I want to uh, watch it. We mentioned De Niro's in this film, but can you tell me a bit about the rest of the star-studded cast? Yeah, of course. I mean, Robert De Niro really needs no introduction. So Robert De Niro, of course, is in this, and he's one of our uh, our um, film producers that's, uh, you know, he's just, just like a, a cruddy film producer. That's just what he is. Um, that, I choose the word carefully, cruddy, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> Considering we're on radio. so. <laughs> uh, but we've also got Tommy Lee Jones, who's a bit of a washed up older actor. And uh, Morgan Freeman, who plays our uh, kind of our mob boss. But there's a bit of a different take on this kind of mob, mob boss. So he's been the uh, financer up until now with uh, illicit funds. And then Zach Braff. Do we remember Zach Braff from Scrubs? Was anybody a Scrubs fan other than me? Um, so Zach Braff actually plays the nephew, Robert De Niro, the nephew. So those are the two film producers who are uh, embarking on this um, new uh, adventure to find funds to finance their next film. Now, I, I've seen there's been a ton of these like big ensemble films, but sometimes... You know, despite all the names and all the talent, it doesn't always work. Does the ensemble work in this film? Like, did the casting director get it right? Yeah, I, you know, there is something to be said for um, the belief that when you populate a movie with big names, you get a lot of people that say, oh, I have to see this because A, B, and C are in this film. I'm actually not one of those individuals. I don't choose movies because of performers who are in them. I'm looking more about the content and the plot and those types of things. Because I think there's just as much merit in having films with no-name actors in them, as long as they do a really well job at performing. That's what we want to see out of our actors. But of course, if you're going to watch a film that's got De Niro and Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, you're going to get um, a pretty reliable amount of acting chops in this film. So I think what's nice about this is that these characters, while very different, 
kind of feel like there's a little bit of a of a bond between them and i think that's because the actors are are friends in real life um so you get all you already get that that charisma and that feel that these folks are comfortable with with each other even the relationship between de niro and freeman who is the producer and the mob boss is kind of like it's lovely to some extent really when you think about it and so this is described as a a crime comedy like how much of a comedy is it? it? To me, it sounds like like a comedy uh, on on the the scale of anything else. But are there a lot of laughs here, or is it a bit more on the crime side? I, I, it's well balanced, which I think is nice. Um, but I would say it's probably a little bit more on the comedy side. And we're not talking about sort of slapstick comedy here, where we've got um, jokes that sort of don't really land. This is more of like a situational comedy type thing, a little bit of a comedy type air er- comedy of errors where the things that these folks are doing are so ridiculous that, uh, and for them, it's it's reality, it's real life, but we're watching them thinking, this is absurd. And that's where we get the laughter from. Amazing. That's always the, the best kinds of movie. It kind of recalls some of the ones that we, we would have had back in like the mid-2000s, like the Be Cools, the Get Shorties, those types where it's these weird ensembles. You got to mix a crime, you get the comedy, you get these yeah. just wild hijinks. It's like, how could this be real? But it, in their their lives, their reality, it, it's real life then. Yeah, now, absolutely. I, and so this movie, though, has been in a bit a long production like back in 2020 it was on the film circuit trying to get picked up like and and recently just got released on Amazon Prime Video so why was it such a long process to finally get released well you know it's true because usually when we talk about films on this platform there are films that have been released within the last 30 days for example um this film was uh experienced um it's release at the comedy festivals. The first one actually was the Monte Carlo Comedy Festival, which was in October of 2022. So we're going back, you know, a significant number of years, two years. Um, so normally I wouldn't pick a film that, that that's this old, but COVID is, uh, is still a real thing that's impacting. In 2022, we were, or in 2020 rather, we were really in the thick of, of COVID. And so this movie had, had every intention of going forward and then got delayed and pushed to uh, 2021, July 2021, and then got delayed and pushed until November 2022, which is now its release. Um, So even though it had sort of a soft kind of uh, film festival release, it had a major um, release on uh, streaming platforms. This was Amazon Prime, you know, so that the masses could see it. And so that, to me, that's sort of like, most people probably haven't seen it. Um, or heard of it, even though it's been around for a couple of years now. Well, absolutely. Like for me, when when I saw the name, it's like I, I don't recall this at all. It's like, yeah. wait, this has De Niro, this has Morgan Freeman, Tommy Lee Jones. Like, how did I not know about this movie? That's that's basically, I I think probably the sentiment for a lot of people when they first hear about it. Because for me too, it's like I'm a huge fan of comedy to begin with, especially ones that mm-hmm. are kind of in different genres, and and especially with the the quote-unquote crime comedy, uh, and, and you can kind of tie into the whodunits like with Knives Out and being one of the most popular movies on on streaming in the last few years. It's like this this should have been just a bonafide hit from the beginning that should have been on the tip of everybody's tongue, but it, it seemed like it kind of skirted under the radar because of it. Yeah, I think, you know, that is really part of what we experienced in COVID in terms of marketing, 
um, and also in terms of release dates, because people weren't going to the box office to buy tickets. Either your theaters were closed or people, when the theaters were reopened, people were hesitant to come back in large numbers. And so a lot of our production companies and films were released on streaming platforms because people could enjoy them essentially from the comfort of their own home. Uh, and we even saw, and is still trending today, obviously, uh, some platforms that would charge you your whatever, $5.99 a month, $9.99 a month, whatever, and then charge an additional like $29 for a release of a new film. So this is going to be a trend I think that's going to continue because now that people are really comfortable uh, watching like premier films in their home, it might be hard to get some people back to the large screen unless you've got a, a movie like Top Gun or Jurassic Park or something that really requires you to have the the large screen visual. For me, I don't really need the large screen visual, so I'm quite happy to be at home and uh, have my perfect setup. Well, and that's the funny thing because uh, I was talking with my parents the other day, and, and what we always do as a bit of a Christmas tradition is we would go to the movie theaters on Christmas Day. We always celebrated Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day we would go and, and mm -hmm. see a movie. We couldn't figure out any movie that really was drawing our attention to, to physically go to the theater that we couldn't already access through streaming services or things like that. So it, it's it's a rare time where it's like you there's very few big popcorn blockbusters that you need to see in the theater. But uh, uh, before we go any further, I, I want to find out how was the audio description on this movie? Oh, sadly, the audio description, uh, Amazon Prime has taken a switch to using non-human voice. So it's uh, like having Jaws read to you your description, which I would say is probably better than nothing. But here's the caveat, right? When the blind community says it's better than nothing, some folks like Amazon Prime in this case say, oh, 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 well, that's so much cheaper. And if it's better than nothing, I'll just do that. Um, and so it's audio generated. There's no diversity to description in there. So that becomes a little problematic for me always in terms of representation. Um, but the also the um, audio generated um, voice also seems to be to me an audio generated writing. And I'm not sure about this for sure, but there is this change now. So in some places you've got a human that's writing the description and the computer reading, narrating the description. And in other places you've got the computer guessing as to what is happening and generating the description and reading the description, which for me gets really problematic because in some cases you've got movies where characters are, are misnamed incredibly so um, throughout the film. I, I remember seeing one film that was like this where they had one character by three different names throughout the film. So I'm a little bit devastated to see that a big platform with lots of money has made this particular decision to go to um, audio generated um, uh, description because I think that that is, uh, it's a loss to the community. I get it. It's cheaper. Um, but that doesn't mean that I want to be like thought of as a, as a second class citizen when I experience my movies. Absolutely. And it's just so unfortunate that it, it's not really that entertaining level. Now, Amy, we, we got to go, but I, in yep. 20 seconds, can you give me your, your rating for this film? Yeah, this is a fun film. It's not a perfect film. There is no such thing. But just I think people have a couple of laughs. And instead of it being a whodunit, we know who's doing it the whole time. And just, like, enjoy the absurdity. So I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Perfect. Amy, thank you so much for stopping by. That Thanks, was, Alex. <laughs> that was Amy Amanti, who was reviewing The Comeback Trail. And the film is rated R. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.
Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.